I'm Treasure Shields Redmond, and you're listening to Who Raised You Podcast, a traveling conversation about how culture, family, and intersecting identities pave our way toward liberation. I'm Jalian Yang, and today we're collaborating with Your Words STL to record stories about how poetry helped fourth and fifth graders from different sides of St. Louis's Del Mar Divide understand each other and themselves. In this episode, you'll hear excerpts from our time with students from Moline Elementary School and New City School at Innovation Hall, the headquarters of EdHub St. Louis, a center for educators to experiment, collaborate, and innovate. But first, let's hear from Anna Ojas Castro Guzan, the founder of Your Words STL, an organization that uses one-on-one tutoring, creative writing workshops, and collaborative writing projects to amplify the voices of St. Louis youth. You might recognize her from Who Raised You? Season 1, Episode 2, reading her poem, A Novel in Nine. Hi, Treasure and Jav. I'm going to answer the questions you listed on the email for me. Um, the first question is, who raised you? And uh, the answer to that is, um, I am the youngest of seven children and the daughter of two Filipino immigrants who lived through and remember and survived uh, World War II and the invasion of the Philippines by the Japanese. And that has informed the rest of their lives since that happened. Um, and, and what that meant for us as their children who, um, they came to the United States wanting a better life. Um, my dad grew up not knowing where his next meal would come from um, until he came to the United States to work. And uh, to this day, my dad is 85, and he is still working full-time. Both of my parents are seemingly busy all the time. And um, I think that's something that I still fight against, is um, having to feel busy or having to feel like I'm putting 110% into everything all the time, which... um, you know, as I've gotten older, I, I feel that's not the healthiest attitude, but um, that is a, a huge part of who I am and who my siblings are. Um, my parents are also devout Catholics, so I grew up in Catholic school for 18 years, and that informs um, a lot of what I do, even if I'm not a, always a dedicated practicing Catholic. Um, And I think I also grew up um, in my own head, just um, in my imagination. I spent a lot of time by myself, just reading and writing and, um, and watching Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and reading um, E.B. White and Beverly Cleary and uh, 
I think that I use that ability to transport myself to other places um, in order to cope with whatever was going on in life. And to this day, I still um, use that ability to just live in my own head sometimes. Um, what was the genesis of your words, STL? Uh, your words, STL, was founded by myself and a childhood friend named Steve Hanjoyo. He came to me in January of 2015. Actually, it was January 1st, 2015. And he had the idea of starting a, um, a writing and tutoring organization. And at that time, I had been feeling for several months that I urgently wanted to do more for the St. Louis community. After the killing of Michael Brown Jr. and the events that surrounded um, his killing, I was really um, awakened to the, the fear and the anger and the pain of so many St. Louisans. And I wanted to do something to help the community, but I didn't know what. Um, so I decided to do what I do best, which is teach and write. And um, so when Steve came to me with his idea, I jumped on and within a, a couple months, I was holding workshops um, ultimately, we, we've been doing most of our work with Mary Grove Children's Home in Florissant, Missouri, which is a therapeutic residence. And we work with the young men and women in transitional housing who are um, getting ready to leave the foster care system and live independently. Um, I what I really wanted to do with this organization is that help young people um, feel heard and be heard by the community. Um, I wanted to be, to be able to help others, especially those who are marginalized. Um, I, I wanted to help them amplify their own voices. So all the work that we do is built on that premise of um, if one can articulate oneself and feel heard, then a physiological change occurs in their brain and healing occurs. And um, if one can heal as an individual, then my hope is that um, healing can occur in the community as well. you podcast has a tradition of beginning each episode with a poem 
But since this episode is all about poetry and filled with poetry, we were looking for an interesting way to still do that. And we decided to ask every one of the elementary students to read one line from their poem. And it created this amazing collaborative poem. So check it out. I feel safe and peaceful in one place. If forest for swans in the lakeing pizza. I smell a smell, a good smell. You might rock on an electric guitar. I thought to meet Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and Stephen Curry. I feel gold, green, black, red, blue, and white. Watching the sunset feels like watching roses fall to the ground. It quiet, peaceful, tastes good, smells yummy. The ocean is cool to the touch and warm sand on the coastline. Going on a shopping spree. I noticed my four best friends, Kira, Kaylin, Rihanna, and Brianna. My perfect place where we are all together. I hear laughter and I feel the warm breeze on my face. I smell reality. I look up and see birds flying together. I feel magical. I feel more special than anything. The April flower scent roams from 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. It feels like home. Hello, this is Jolly and Yang, and I'm with... Treasure Shields Redmond. And we're Who Raised You Podcast. We brought our friends from New City School. Can we say hi, New City School? Hey. And what's your name? Alex. Alex. Teacher Alex. And then we've got Moline. Can we say hi, Moline? Hi, Moline. Awesome. We've also got Stephanie, who's a parent over here, right? Shout out to the good parents. All right. So um, today, we're going to have a conversation about your poems and also your perfect place. So Treasure's got some good questions to start us out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you all wrote poems about your perfect place, right? I want someone to raise their hand and read me one line from the poem that described their perfect place. Yes, right here. Our sorrows float away. Ooh, our sorrows float away. So nothing is left but happiness, because all the sorrow, fantastic, yes. Rainbow, the color of the world. Rainbow, the color of the world. I love that because not only all our colors, but like all our emotions, all the things that we love and like, yes. Um, yes. As the day turns tonight. As the day turns tonight. I think that could be a song. As the day turns into night. Sing it, girl. <laughs> so yes, I like that because it's almost like she personified the day. And it's a woman turning her face to the night. Lovely. Um, yes. There are, there are no sad endings. Oh, there are no sad endings. What a, a, a forward-thinking way to look at things ending, right? Yes. Um, a big castle. A big castle. Ooh, I Made love of that. what, though? Rice Krispies? Bricks? <laughs> or... Kit Kat. Kit Kat. 
Kit Kats. Kit Kats. White chocolate Kit Kats. Yes. I taste a sweet pineapple popsicle dripping down my tan chin. Ooh, pineapple popsicle. Yes. Can't wait for summer. It's too cold. Yes. I was walking down the street. I was walking down the street. So just free, walking down the street, feeling good. Yes, I love it. Yes. Um, everything within is going to be released. Everything within is going to be released. Oh, yes. Is that the sound of it? Yes. Wonderful. That made me think of two cartoons. It made me think of a cartoon that used to come on when I was you all's age called The Care Bears. And there was a there was a bear. She had a loving heart, and when she would stand like this, all of the love would shoot out of her heart. And that's what he said. Things are going to shoot out. But it also made me think of Steven Universe. And I did from Yes. Things coming out. I love that. Hold on. Yes, one more. In the foam pit of a trampoline. Ooh. In the foam pit of a trampoline park. Wow. Exactly. That's awesome. You know that. Let's go there now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the last clip, we had so much fun talking to the kids and getting an idea of what their perfect place was. Mm -hmm. um, later on in the episode, you'll hear about kind of the more serious discussions, um, but it was really fun to start out and be like, okay, what, what is your perfect place? Is it a foam pit in a trampoline park or anything like that? Um, in this upcoming clip, what you'll hear is a discussion about differences in perfect place because we know that when you get a mix of kids even if um, they have a lot of differences in their background or very little differences in their background either way their answers are going to be different so um, our thought was that one of the strengths of this exercise of being able to hear from each other what their poems are um, is that they can better understand each other so um, i led a discussion about asking them why did they pick that perfect place and how to um, get to know other people. And for me, that was in some ways an echo of this podcast itself, where whenever we have a guest, we are always trying to get to know that person and their perspective. Even if we have some values in common or a background in common or shared goals, there's always more that we have to learn from each other. So take a listen. Now, I think sometimes uh, someone might be writing their perfect place, but it might be different from someone else's perfect place. Mm -hmm. So how would you kind of get to understand someone else's perfect place? Maybe you disagree, or maybe you do agree. Mm -hmm. um, what, what kind of questions might you ask if you're trying to get to know someone else's perfect place and understand where they're coming from? Yes. I'll ask why did they pick that as their perfect place. Why did you pick that as your perfect place? Mm -hmm. So does someone have an answer for this question? You picked a perfect place. Why did you pick it? Yes. Um, I picked it because my, my perfect place has a lot of animals in it. Mm -hmm. And I, cause I, really, I picked that because I really like animals. OK. And someone who hasn't spoken yet, hands down if you have, someone who hasn't said anything yet. Aha. Yes. <laughs> because it expresses myself. Expresses myself. 
You know, one of the markers of great literature for children is that the child is the protagonist. They solve the problem, they discover the issue, and they are the resolver of it. And what was so powerful about this exercise was that the kids took ownership of it and they had so many ideas that were so valuable. In this next clip, we're letting them really kind of lead the discussion and talk about some of the reasons that people create poetry. Um, what other kinds of reasons do people write poems? You guys wrote a poem about your perfect day, but sometimes people, perfect place rather, sometimes people write poems for other reasons. What are some of those other reasons? Yes. To get their voice to be heard. Ooh, excellent. To get their voice to be heard. Yes. To speak up. To speak up, most mm -hmm. definitely. Yes. To change something in the world. Ooh, yes. To, to affect change, to create change, most definitely. Yes. Erase the pain. To erase the pain. Yes, that's a great reason to write poems. If you're feeling bad about something and you write it down, sometimes you feel better. Mm -hmm. Most definitely, yes. Express their emotions. Express their emotions. Not keep them bottled up inside because sometimes they come out in ways that aren't productive. That's a great idea, yes. To be inspirational. To be inspirational, to inspire people, to make them want to express or create change. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Just let out their ideas. Let out their ideas, yes. Pass the time. To pass the time, right? You could draw, you could play video games, you could, or you could write some poems. There are lots of ways to pass the time. Excellent answers. What do you think about that? What do you think about some of the reasons that, Ja, some of the reasons that people write poems? I love all those reasons because they're all really different. Mm -hmm. And I think what you need at different times in your life, whether it's a certain age or a certain day of the week or what you have going on in, in that time, mm -hmm. um, it, you have different needs. Mm -hmm. So maybe one day you're bored or another day something really bad happened mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't even tell someone because it hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. um, or you love someone a lot or you love something a lot and you're just like, yes, I need to just write this all out so people can understand or mm -hmm. so I know and I can share. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of different poems f that seem to be written for different reasons and I've heard a lot of different poems for those reasons and I think ultimately it does help us feel less alone. Mm. Like we don't experience what we experience by ourselves. Mm. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. This time, let's have you all read the first line of your poem, okay? So everyone is going to read just the first line of their poem. My perfect, um, my perfect place colors will be red and black. We are divine. Two weeks ago, I got a puppy. We named him Midnight Storm. The best thing in my life was how to ride my bike when I was three years old. My perfect place chose in this place, red, yellow, green. The red car starting up. The sky is a perfect blue. As you walk through the door, you see white tiles as cold as ice on a freezing December morning. 
down the hill. All you see is darkness. An island far away. I see blue go pink. My perfect place is a house in the middle of a jungle where you look out and see blue macaws dancing in print. The ground is shaking, it is turning red. I can hear somebody in my head. I see yellow. My perfect place colors are red, green, and gold. There is comfort in my perfect place. Just with words on the paper, we can put people in a place by using that description. Makes you think what their perfect place might be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also helped me kind of understand how people see themselves. Like one of the answers was like we're divine, and I right. was blown away by that. Right? Yes, divine. And it's not <laughs> like I've never thought that some of my friends or family are amazing people, and I. I of wish they were in charge of things, you know? <laughs> but when you said it, it made me think, okay, what if you were in charge? Mm. And that's a whole different feeling. And it makes me think, so if you were in charge and you're, you're amazing, what kind of other ideas do you have that I've never thought about? Mm -hmm. And we had someone else who wanted to comment. It made me feel interested to read it. Mm. Oh, it made you curious enough to read more. Oh, and that's like an attention-grabbing beginning, right? It, it intrigues you. It makes you wonder, ooh, what's the next line? In this next clip, we asked the kids, do you write poems about other things? And pretty much everyone in the room said that they do write poems outside of this assignment, which was incredible to hear. It was. Um, we heard that they had a variety of reasons, some very light and fun related to cartoons, um, others more serious, like about gun violence. And so that led us into a discussion about why they write poems. And so I think we all have a lot to learn from this discussion, um, whether or not you identify as a creative, um, wherever your artistic practice is, I think we all have something to learn from these young people about what to do in a world that doesn't always make sense, or even when things are well, how can we work our minds and our imaginations and what we do day to day to stretch our imaginations, um, to let there be more space for meaning making and more possibilities. Do you guys write poems about other things? Raise your hand if you've ever written another poem. Okay, a couple of people have written another poem. Okay. Leave your hand up. I'm going to ask you something. What did you write your other poem about? I wrote another poem about my cat. About her cat. Money? Um, a dream I had. A dream she had. The poem about um, in, the, uh, in the real way from Steven Universe. Okay, someone from Steven Universe. The hot pool. The hot pool? Interesting. Um, gun violence. Gun violence. Woo, that's a serious subject to write a poem about. My life. Your life. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thomas the Train. Thomas the Train. <laughs> Sports. Sports. My dog dying. Your dog dying. Dog dying. Yes, that's important. Um, about myself. Just about yourself. Yeah, these are important topics. 
uh, media that you love, like cartoons like Thomas the Train and Steven Universe. Um, talking about gun violence or the loss of a beloved pet about your life, about holidays like Thanksgiving that you love. It's so important the way we can use poetry to talk about anything that moves us, that touches us. Um, do you all, by a show of hands, think poetry can help you deal with things that are making you sad? Yes, a lot of people do. Okay, can somebody tell me how poetry might help you? Yes, sir. Um, it can help you express yourself. Mm, that's excellent. It can help you express yourself. Yes. Um, I don't know what he said. You, it can help you uh, bring all the anger or sadness out. Oh, yes. And then that way you don't bring it out in maybe pushing someone or saying something unkind to someone. You can do it in a calm way. Mm, I love that. Yes. You can explain your perspective. You can explain your perspective. So maybe if you had an argument with someone and you didn't agree with them and you couldn't get it out for whatever reason, you could get it out in a poem. That's a great way to think about that. I thought you had your hand up, yes. It might help you recount what happened. Ooh, might help you recount what happened, like leave a record for the world so that it won't be forgotten. That's an excellent way to think about that, yes. Um, you can, um, let out all of things that happened in your day or um, things that might have made you upset mm. or mm -hmm. wanted you to like, just scream or something. Yes, as a way to vent. Yeah. So you're venting on paper. Yes, yes. You can just let all your feelings out, all your emotions out. You can tell everyone how you're feeling. You can express the way you feel about certain things that are happening. It's just a way to express everything that you feel. Mm. Great, great, Any great, great. Wonderful. Yes. So I think there's different groups here. There mm -hmm. might be one group that say, okay, I have my poem. It's for my own eyes only, mm -hmm. no one else. And there's another group that's like, I would love to share my poem and I want to read someone else's too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you are someone who wants to keep your poem to yourself, I'm gonna ask you to hold it right here. But if you're someone who's like, I would love to share my poem and I want to read someone else's poem, hold your, uh, hold your poem out like this and stand up. Awesome. Now we're gonna give you uh, 20 seconds to trade. How long do we have? Like two minutes. Okay. Now what I want to know is the last line from this new poem mm. that you got, okay? So if you got a new poem, I want you to read the last line out loud. This is my happy place, I love it. The ocean is cool to touch, the warm sand on the coastline. And then they ran away. Where no one is ever left. My perfect place is Candyland. Lots of candy, yummy. <laughs> Dreaming as if it was reality. I see myself in my perfect world with all of these colors. 
Smell a good smell. Like James Harden, Kyrie, Arvis, Drew. Cause you're under the covers and that's all. No more napping. That's it. Wonderful. Forty snaps. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know, how did it feel to have someone else read your poem? Did you feel anything? Or you're just like, oh, I my poem. <laughs> yeah. It felt good someone expressing at the end of my poem how the end of my poem is like, so it felt good to have someone else read it the same way you kind of felt when you're writing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like someone understood you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It felt kind of weird because you don't know what they're thinking as they as they are reading it or as they are experiencing what we are talking about. So. That's true. Mm -hmm. It does feel a little weird. You know, it, and it reminds me of something called empathy. Raise your hand if you know what empathy is. Yeah. What is empathy? Kind of like experience a little. Experience? Like, um, feeling emotions. Feeling awesome. emotions? Like being in someone's shoes. Being in someone's really shoes, and it you. hasn't really happened. Wait, wait, how is Empathy. Yeah, I think you all described it pretty well, and that's something that I've always thought about when I read, mm -hmm. and especially poetry. It can mm -hmm. be so personal. But it's nice because I feel like I can kind of start to understand other people and other perspectives. It makes my mind kind of expand a little bit more. It makes my imagination bigger. Mm -hmm. I always feel like a better person after it, too. Mm -hmm. It challenges me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. I love that you brought in that word empathy. Mm -hmm. uh, empathy is a great word because it's all about not feeling sorry for someone, but acknowledging their emotions and realizing that they have the right to have those emotions. Right. right. They have the right to feel that way. Yeah, and I think that's also why we started the podcast, because mm -hmm. we're able to tell, have people tell stories in their own words, and then other people can hear them and decide for themselves, how do they feel about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really curious to you, if you were to write another poem, what kind of story would you want to tell? Anyone? Yeah. Sad story. A sad story. Okay. Uh, a person, uh, somebody, a person's story that they are miserable. Mm. <laughs> like, I would want my story to be under the sea. Under the sea? Under okay. the sea. About my football life. <laughs> Your what life? My football life. Your football, football life. Football life. <laughs> about, about you and your family. Your family. About school. School. When my dog died. When your dog died. Mm -hmm. About people's feelings. People's feelings. Their accomplishments in life. Their accomplishments in life. Of a great show. A great show. About writing. About writing. You know what? Writing Jennifer? about writing. This makes me think that there's like a whole chat book in here. What's a chat book? Right, right. A chat book. Oh, somebody knows what a chat book is. Yes. A chat book, like where you get details and like kind of like what people are explaining. <laughs> Things that, like, uh, do you want to take a turn? I think it's close. A chat book is like where you chat with other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> a chat book actually is a slim volume of poetry. So a whole book of poetry, a chat book, C-H-A-P, 
Oh, chap. P as in pressure chap. book, chap book. Chap. And a whole book chap. of poetry is usually 48 to 50 pages, one person's book of poetry. But a chap book can be like 10 to 30 pages. So it's a slim one, just a slim one. So we could do a wonderful chap book of you all's poetry. All of these story ideas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Treasure. <laughs> we yeah. are so <laughs> thankful. Um, for this experience. Yes. It was fun, like, re-listening to what we did with the kids and, you know, what we learned. Um, it really brought me back to that day. It was so lively. Mm-hmm. It was a whirlwind. Um, it was a really good uh, combination of activities. Uh, what you all didn't hear is um, when Treasure and I introduced ourselves to the kids, that um, they also had this activity that they did where they made a mural about their perfect place. And prior to meeting us, they also recorded their own poems in full with each other in mm-hmm. little groups. And mm-hmm. so um, by the time they got to us, they were really energetic. Um, they had gotten to know each other. Uh, I think some had even made friends. So um, we're really thankful to Anna for inviting us to collaborate on this. Yeah, I I can't say enough about how important the work that Your Words STL is doing. Um, You know, there have been whole documentaries about the Del Mar divide in St. Louis, about the ways that race, class, gender, ability, and age have been used to keep us divided in the metropolitan. And, you know, part of who raised you podcast mission is to be solution oriented and to find ways to move the region forward. And I definitely count this experience as one of those signposts along the way that, you know, forward, mo- forward motion is possible. And um, what really struck me about talking to Anna for her motivation for this collaboration um, is how thoughtful she was about the impact that poetry and art can have on healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we're not naive. We don't think that like something like this immediately like fixes everything. <laughs> right. But um, what we really did see in that day is learning from the kids and also giving them a space to really express why they do creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, And something that it also reminds me of is um, that the Ferguson Commission report Mm. um, cited education as one of the major areas that we need to work on if we're actually going to achieve any sort of racial equity. Um, We're thankful that EdHub STL was in the room, that Sharita Love was someone that we were able to meet, um, working in that same space towards those similar solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, we're really thankful for this collaboration. Um, And yeah, we look forward to more. I think um, something that really was powerful is um, how this could be a model for um, other schools. And we're thankful that Moline Elementary and New City School decided to embark on this journey together with us. Yeah, it was fantastic. And if you're interested in learning more about this, reach out to us at whoraisedyoupodcast at gmail.com. And if you ever want to consult about... um, teaching poetry to young people, teaching podcasting, using storytelling as a tool for mutual understanding, then let's talk. Thank you for listening to the Who Raised You podcast, a storytelling project brought to you by the Who Raised You Listening Collective, featuring media by artists of color in the St. Louis region. 
To support us, rate and review Who Raised You Podcast on every platform. Visit whoraisedyoupodcast.com to book us for speaking and consulting on arts and storytelling projects. While you're on whoraisedyoupodcast.com, donate to support the Who Raised You Listening Collective. Put groceries on our table. We are the 2018 to 2019 Startup Competition winners brought to you by your friends at the PNC Foundation and Arts and Education Council of St. Louis. They gave us an office for this year, podcasting from the Centene Center for the Arts. If you'd like to sponsor us and have us share your products and services with our audience, let's talk about it. Email us at whoraisedyoupodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to partner with you and share your story. Connect with us on social media. Like Who Raised You Podcast on Facebook. Tweet us at Who Raised You Pod on Twitter. Slide into our DMs at Who Raised You on the Gram. On the Gram. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs>